Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Joining us on the radio program, a former, a former NFL agent living in Las Vegas, who is writing for others, including CBS Sports and CBSSports.com. I noticed a very, very good in-depth piece on the contract negotiations. Notice how I call them negotiations. Why do you do that? I sound smarter that way. Oh, I see. Joel Corey is joining us today on the Zeke's Pizza Hotline. Good morning, Joel. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? We're doing very well. Thank you for being with us. We're, uh, we're all abuzz here in Seattle, as you can understand. Uh, with the negotiations or lack thereof, I guess it would be negotiations between the franchise quarterback and the franchise. I guess we should start with your impressions as to which side has more leverage. They both have leverage, and maybe you can kind of get in depth on what you would call the leverage for Russell Wilson, the leverage for the organization, and which which force is greater, would you say? Right now, the team has more leverage because he's under contract this year for for a little over 1.5 million once the season ends and they'll either have to let him go into unrestricted free agency or place a franchise tag on him the pendulum shifts greatly in Russell Wilson's favor because if things get to that point the Seahawks are probably going to have to put an exclusive franchise tag on him which would prevent other teams from giving him an offer sheet. The value for the exclusive franchise tag is usually about 20% greater than a non-exclusive tag, and that number is going to be upwards to $25 million next year. That would be a huge amount for the Seahawks to have on their salary cap after having Russell Wilson on the cap for very minuscule amounts during his rookie contract. Okay, so that's where leverage is in the player's direction, but on the flip side to that is, let me play devil's advocate, no player wants to sign that franchise tag. No no player wants to forego the opportunity to get the guarantee, the big contract with the guaranteed money and the upfront money and all the money that can earn interest. So uh, on some level, the, the, the team still has a little bit of leverage because they'll threaten the franchise tag and no player wants to do that, correct, Joel? Uh, that's correct. Most players don't like the franchise tag. There have been a couple here and there, like Anthony Spencer, who kind of welcomed it for Dallas. But when you're talking a franchise tag of $8 million, uh, which Spencer had versus a $25 million franchise tag, that's a little different equation. Uh, for the most part, players don't want to date, which is what I'm equating the franchise tag to. Right. They want to get married, which is what I equate the long-term deal to. So, yeah, in the general scheme of things, you're right. Okay. So Joe Corey's with us in Las Vegas. So let's look at it, first of all, from Russell's perspective. I, I guess you could call me a little bit more financially conservative. So therefore, I, I think his desire or willingness, I, we think he, he's got a willingness to, to roll the dice, play for $1.5 if he doesn't like the contract offer that he's currently getting, 
play this season out for $1.5 million. So as you would say, the pendulum of leverage goes in his direction. But what about the cost? What is he? What's the cost of going that route to him? Let's say the the organization is offering four years and eighty million, or for five years and a hundred million, and upfront money and 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 guarantees of fifty or sixty or sixty-five million. He's foregoing that, putting his health on the line and putting his his productivity on the line for a year at one point five million. Isn't that a pretty pretty big cost for him to roll the dice? Yes, that would be a pretty big cost depending upon the structure of the contract. Football contracts aren't worth the paper they're printed on because they're not guaranteed. If it's a structure like Colin Kaepernick's where on paper it says $60 million in guarantees or $48 million are injury guarantees and only $13 million is fully guaranteed at signing, then the $56 million in guarantees, he's not really giving up anything. If it's more like top quarterback deals where 40 to $45 million is fully guaranteed at signing and over $50 million is fully guaranteed within the first year, then that's a whole different thing for him to think about. But also factoring into this whole equation is players have egos. Players think more about money than the average fan suspects. Money is viewed as a form of respect. So that always comes into play with most contract offers that you've seen players say, I'm being disrespected in contract negotiations. That means they don't think the offer reflects their value. Why would Joe Curry, live in Las Vegas, former player agent and now a writer, did a great piece which will link to our, our webpage, my webpage at KJR, on the Russell Wilson situation. Why would the Seahawks, even with one year left at $1.5 million or just over, Joel, why would they be offering a deal that that is like that is structured like the Kaepernick deal or something? I mean, that, that's, the, that, that's the utmost kind of slap in the face after whatever Ryan Tannehill got in Miami. Wouldn't you, if you were to guess, I mean, you're not involved in negotiations, wouldn't you guess that the, that the Seahawks are offering some sort of a deal that would make him a, a wealthy guy and guarantee a lot of money for him right now, even if it's not acceptable to him at this stage? If they're going to pay the market rate, and I view the floor as Joe Flacco's contract, which is $20.1 million in an average salary and $51 million in fairly secure guarantees, yes. if they're offering something like that, then it, Russell should consider it because I always had a philosophy that going into a contract year during the offseason, if you were going to pay my client 90 to 95% of what I would want if he were unrestricted, because you can't really get a retail value when it's really a wholesale situation, then I would be inclined to recommend to the client to do the deal, not incur the risk of injury and poor performance. Now, that being said, if Seattle is indeed offering him the Colin Kaepernick type of guarantee structure, which really makes it a year-to-year proposition from the outset, I would be inclined as the agent (laughs) – at particularly after Ryan Tannehill getting $21.5 million fully guaranteed at signing, signing who, is a full, who is clearly an inferior quarterback, to counter themselves. that You need to give me another offer. I'm not going to give you a counter offer. Mm. I, I don't know, but, but again, my question would be, why would the Seahawks be offering that structure of a deal at this stage? I mean, they value Russell Wilson more. 
than Colin Kaepernick. They they wouldn't do that. I mean, I would imagine that whatever they've offered, uh, whatever they've offered Wilson would you know would be along the same at least structure as the Flacco deal. No. Uh, no, teams don't like to deviate from their own structural conventions. So the structure most likely, in the best case from Seattle's perspective, is going to be more like Richard Sherman and Earl Thomas's deals. And those deals have maybe 30% of the money in signing bonus and the rest in yearly guarantees, which aren't fully guaranteed at signing. They vest on a year-to-year basis. Now, the reason why Seattle would offer, give a first offer in the Kaepernick area is they're dealing with a new agent, Mark Rogers. He's new to football, but he's a baseball agent who did Mike Hampton's deal. He was the highest paid or had the richest contract in baseball prior to A-Rod signing with Texas. If teams don't have a track record with you, they're going to lowball you at first, and you have to kind of gain their respect in a negotiation. So in some, Seattle is making an offer like that because they can, and they think that they'll test their waters to see if Russell will bite on it. Right. Joe Corey's in Las Vegas. He's a former player agent, and now a writer has written a piece on the Russell Wilson uh, contract negotiations. Joel, you just said that if he were your agent and they were offering a structured contract kind of like Flacco – which is a lot of money up front and a lot of guaranteed money. I don't remember exactly the numbers you just gave us. You, you would be more m- more inclined to recommend to your 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 client to take that offer rather than play out the year at one point five, right? You said something along those lines, correct? Yeah, it okay. would interest me. The money would still be light because I, I'd look at where the market's going. Okay, but but it, let me let me have. Let, let, let me interrupt because what I was going to say is you would be inclined to tell your 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 client to take that type of deal rather than risk either injury or lack of productivity in the final year. But why take it? Why would you tell your client to take it on May 28th? Let's assume that's the kind of deal they're offering right now. And you still want more money, but and you still would be inclined to tell your 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 client to take it before playing that last year of the contract. We still got from May 28th till training camp in July, uh, you know, preseason in August. You could still take the deal that's on the table now in two months from now, but in the meantime, you could work on getting the num- tweaking the numbers to get them even better and more advantageous to your client, right? Right. Well, I said that Flacco is the floor. That would get my attention. That would be in the ballpark of acceptable. I wouldn't accept it now because your best deal is probably going to come to training camp right. and when training camp starts. Plus there are other things which could influence the market which could help Russell. For one, if Cam Newton gets a deal done, it's going to be better than Tanny Hills. Tanny Hill, uh, Cam Newton, excuse me, is represented by Buzz Cook who did Jay Cutler's deal, who also was Russell Wilson's agent before he made the switch. Right. That's going to be a strong deal if it gets done. You could see Philip Rivers get a deal done near the Ben Roethlisberger area, which is almost $22 million a year. Eli Manning potentially could get a new deal done. So you're going to see some stronger deals which will help him. That's right. one of the reasons that you'd be in favor of waiting, just because the quarterback market is going to shift. And also, the elephant in the room, I don't think it's going to happen um, to help Russell for anything this offseason, is – Andrew Luck should be the first $25 million per year quarterback when that deal is done. Would you like him to go first if you're the agent for Russell? 
ideally, but you can't necessarily wait on a deal that isn't going to come in for maybe a year or two because right. their track right. record with Peyton Manning was making him play out his rookie deal, sticking okay. a franchise tag on him, then making him play out his first veteran deal and sticking a franchise tag on him. So I wouldn't count okay. on that one, getting La- done to help Russell. Last question for Joel. You've been very uh, uh, helpful here in, in, in explaining it to us, and I hope that all the listeners, people driving around in their cars, have uh, have found this to be not just entertaining but informational. Um, there's the added element that I keep hearing, and I'm wondering whether it's overstated, about the whole players' union, the players' union involved on this. There were a lot of people here, frankly, and I, maybe it was unfair, Joel, you're not in Seattle, but Russell has been such a different guy since the day he walked onto the field the first time. There have been a lot of Seahawks fans who just assumed for the last several years, oh, oh this is going to be easy. Russell's going to take a discounted rate. Russell's going to think outside the box and do something different that helps the organization because he's a different guy. He's not He's not Joe Flacco. He's not Colin Kaepernick. He's going to do something that makes this really smooth and easy to get it signed. And then, lo and behold, look what we have here. We've got something that's lingering because maybe Russell Wilson wants as much money as he can get just like the next guy. So there have been this this undercurrent of while the players' union won't let him take an under-market deal, they would be furious. They want Russell Wilson to get every last drop of water out of the rock. Otherwise, they'll be dissatisfied. Is that overstated? Is that exaggerated? Or is that a factor in all of this, do you think, Joel? I think that's overstated because the players' union has been powerless to keep Tom Brady from giving steep hometown discounts on deals because Tom Brady's 2013 renegotiation and then what he did this past offseason were very team-friendly. People have been under a misguided illusion that Russell Wilson would play for the team and give them a huge break. Players don't do that on their first veteran contract, especially when they've made through this year, $2.2 million over three years. That's great money for real-life standards, for NFL standards. That's a pittance. Russell Wilson is going to most likely try to get every last dollar out of this contract the longer it drags on. Yeah. If this thing goes past this season, he plays out his rookie deal, he is not cutting Seattle any slack on a deal. Okay. Joe Corey in Las Vegas, a former player agent and now writer for, amongst others, CBSSports.com. Thank you, Joel. Thanks for doing it. Appreciate it very much. Oh, thanks for having me. All right, there's Joel Corey. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.